Happy Monday, everybody. Glad to be back right here on The Breakdown. Happy Easter to all of you who celebrate. And I want to I wanna talk about something that I had some time to reflect on over the weekend. Uh, as you know, last week, I think, one of the biggest stories in the country was the protest of three Democrats in the Tennessee state legislature and eventually the expulsion and removal of the two black Democrats among the three. And I, I had a chance to reflect on what Dr. King called the power of nonviolent resistance and how it exposes the strategies and in particular in the United States context, the bigotry of those that are fighting against you. And I don't know that I've seen in the modern context the bigotry be exposed better than how it just was in the Tennessee state legislature. I want to talk about it. I want to unpack and explain it. You know, many of us in the 2023 setting are on the fence about nonviolent resistance, are on the fence about civil disobedience. And, and we're just wondering, like, how does this work? And I think what Justin Jones and Justin Pearson showed is that it is still masterful at exposing the bigotry and strategy of your enemies. Let me unpack and explain it. This is Sean King, and you're listening to The, the, the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. The, 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 the Breakdown. In 2023, we are now, depending on the march or protest or demonstration that you're looking at, we are now 50, 60, even 70 years past some of the biggest nonviolent marches, nonviolent demonstrations that were focused on African-Americans in particular in the Deep South using what was termed nonviolent civil disobedience as a strategy, as a tactic to expose just how depraved those fighting against you are. And we had in Tennessee just over the past few weeks yet another mass shooting. I'm told that it's at least the fifth Mass, major mass shooting in Tennessee over the past few years. And in the state of Tennessee, they have basically made it illegal to have gun laws. <laughs> like there are virtually no gun laws in the state, no regulations. And a lot of people say, oh, Sean, you know, like even people in my own audience, Sean, what are you trying to take guns away from black folk? No, no, that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying we could have smart legislation. We could have sophisticated background checks. We could have waiting periods. We could have red flag laws, which we have in my home state now, such that if you come up on a list as being treated for severe mental health issues, that you can't purchase a gun. Like, here's the fundamental question, and we'll get back to this issue of 
nonviolent civil disobedience. Can we at least admit that guns in the hands of some people can be very, very dangerous? Like, can we can we have that middle ground to say that some people are dangerous? And when you give them an AR-15 and hundreds or even thousands of bullets, that can be a very problematic situation. I mean, it sounds so basic. But conservatives are making the law such that they treat it as if nobody should ever be prevented from having a gun. Not an abusive spouse. Not somebody with severe mental health problems. Whatever the situation, nah, everybody gets them. And had Tennessee had some common sense, basic laws that actually the majority of Americans say they want. This shooting might have been prevented. And these little children and their teachers and administrators and custodians might have been saved. And as these two young brothers, Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, decided to protest, they were joined by a white woman named Gloria Johnson, who was also a Democrat in the Tennessee state legislature. And without going over all the details, the Republicans who have a supermajority in the Tennessee legislature decided to expel and completely remove, not just physically remove, but take away the seats of Justin Jones and Justin Pearson, but allow Gloria Johnson, the white woman, uh, or Gloria Jones, the white woman, to keep her seat. And it's like, oh, okay. That was the moment where nonviolent civil disobedience showed just how bigoted and foolish and ignorant Republicans in the Tennessee state legislature are. And it wasn't it wasn't just that, you know, there was a, a horrible moment, actually, where. A conser- a white conservative man in the Tennessee state legislature was talking down to Justin Pearson like it was cl- it was clear that these guys were like getting getting echoes of slave days like he could talk to Justin Pearson any old kind of way. And Justin Pearson, I mean, both of these brothers are so dignified. Justin Pearson just said, as the man went on and on and on, speaking so horribly to Justin, Justin Pearson, when it was his turn to talk, just calmly said, did you hear the way he was talking to me? Did you hear that? And then he said, would you like for someone to talk to you that way. I mean, it just, nonviolent civil disobedience, when done in the right way at the right time, still has the power. Here, here's what it does. To hold a mirror to the face of bigots. To hold a mirror to the face of white supremacists. And it ultimately, if you just give it time, will reveal that the fundamental strategies of bigots, particularly in the Deep South, is just white supremacy. And it's why 
their white counterpart is still in the state legislature. And these two young men aren't. But now there's something that, from all indications, appears to be illegal that Republicans are trying to do to prevent both of these two young brave men from getting their seats back. I'll unpack and explain it right after the break. We'll have a quick word from some of our sponsors. We'll be right back. Stick with us. So over the weekend, we got complete clarity that both Justin Jones and Justin Pearson do want to return back to their seats. Again, I need to make it clear that those seats are now vacant, like they were kicked out of the Tennessee State House and and removed from their positions. I mean, an an unprecedented action that I have not seen in my lifetime. I, I was born in 1979. Uh, you know, if it happened in the 80s, I was too young to understand it. To see two elected officials in important government positions removed from their positions because they had peaceful, nonviolent protests is absurd. And both of these young men have said, yes, I intend to return back to the Tennessee state legislature. And we already see some things that appear, and, and thankfully some experts are starting to speak on this, appear to be illegal. Uh, one of them is from Nashville, I believe Justin Jones, and the other, Justin Pearson, is from Memphis. And both of them are being told that local officials in Nashville and in Memphis are being pressured to not allow these young men to return to their seats. That they're being pressured, not by Democrats, but they're being pressured by Republicans, saying, if you allow them to return to their seats, we will penalize you in the state house." That can't be legal. In, in some ways, that's, it seems to be a form of bribery. Because in other words, it's saying, if you appoint someone else, we will reward you. And bribery, as we know, is a grave crime that many people are in prison for. Um, uh, a, a brother that many of us knew and respected, Mark Ridley Thomas, a city councilman in Los Angeles, was just convicted and is being sent to prison for some form of what people call public corruption or bribery. And while there is some dispute as to whether or not he was truly guilty, what's not in dispute is they will send you to prison for anything that, that resembles that. And if anybody is saying to anybody in the, in the Memphis City Council or Memphis government or the Nashville government, Hey, if you reappoint these two young men, we will penalize you. That can't be legal. Now, it appears that Justin Jones will be reappointed and that Justin Pearson may have to run. But all of that's going to be very clear, I think, probably by the end of this week. And... Republicans, I'm told, are even now trying to rush to change the law to prohibit how soon 
someone can return after they've been expelled. Now, now mind you, Tennessee is hundreds of years old. And for hundreds of years, uh, they had no law saying that you couldn't return. Now they're trying to rush and create a new law, a new policy, such that you can't return to government after you've been ousted. They're saying for two years, for five years, 10 years. And I mean, just they're just making stuff up as they go. But nonviolent civil disobedience will continue to make these primarily men, these conservative white supremacist men, it will continue to shine a light on and put a mirror in the face of their bigotry. They can try that if they want. It, it will only reveal just how bigoted they are. And this is the turn. Like, this is what we're seeing in America right now. I am deeply concerned. It's, you know, my wife even had to correct me because I said, this is where we're going. And she was like, no, nah, baby, this is where we are. This is where we are right now. Two young black men just lost their seats in the Tennessee State House for standing against gun violence. What? What are we, what are we talking about? It is a sign of where we are, and it is a sign of how bad things may get in the weeks, months, and years ahead. Listen, love and appreciate all of you. First, thank all of you who have donated to the family of Lakeith Smith uh, to support uh, that dear family as they fight against that grave injustice. We're so grateful, and uh, we've raised nearly $70,000 to support that family uh, which is going to help them in so many significant ways. Just love and appreciate it. And, and I'm grateful for all of you for that. And for all of you who continue to support and back the North Star, we are going to get back on our grind, uh, on our membership push. We took almost a week off to raise this money to support the family of Lakeith Smith. And we'll get right back on the grind. So please go to the Northstar.com, Join today if you can. And uh, let's keep on pushing. Take care, everybody. I'm Tiffany Hawkins. I'm Alan Boomer. And we are the Momentum Advisors. Every single week, we talk about wealth management, personal finance, and entrepreneurship. We are financial advisors by day. We're entrepreneurs by night. We're building wealth for ourselves, and we want to make sure that you understand how to build wealth in your own family. Tune in for shows like Is Your Money Racist? Retirement Savings, Investment 101, We literally run the gamut on all the things that you need to know about financial wealth, creating a legacy for your family, and really just wealth creation as a whole. What we find is that these conversations are happening, but they're not happening as much as they need to in diverse communities. And so we're bringing a new voice, a new amount of energy, and we want you to tune in. So we bring the tips, we bring the strategy, and we always bring the good news. So make sure you tune in every week to the Momentum Advisors. There's something for everyone. Momentum.